0: party people it is day 18 it is august the 28th 8 25 p.m and today has been a day um but let me recap last night after i got off of the uh podcast with y'all so i get off the podcast and mind y'all these people it's, it's way too many people for my comfort be it covid or not um But I did my best. I um, found my people who I was with and um, went and got me a little drink that I had and walked around and uh, met quite a few people. I think in total I met, let's see, I met Val. I met um, something Rose. Her name was so pretty was like Stella Rose or something like that she was a black girl from Detroit I met Ann from Los Angeles I met Alexandra from Miami Florida and uh, Val was from Where was Val from oh she was from the UK um I met Stephanie can't remember where Stephanie was from I think she was also from Massachusetts Uh, And I met a dude. I can't remember his name. He was the first person I met. And I absolutely can't remember his name. Um, But anyway, after I met about maybe eight people, I was done. Like, my whole, my energy, everything. And so I still tried to, like, sit amongst the people. And I'm sitting there. I'm just getting comfortable enough to kind of pull my mask down, cause I'm literally like one of maybe the the wait staff. The wait staff had their mask on, but everybody else is this. You know, I don't know what people are thinking, but this dude, this y'all know, I ain't gonna even say it. But anyway, this dude, like he sneezed like three times in a row. Now I know for most of y'all who ain't really dealing with COVID in the real conscious I love myself way. Y'all are like, oh, those are allergies. Shit. I pulled my mask up, got it from that table, and I went and sat at the front of the Ace Club. Because it's bad enough that I'm struggling just to be in this place. And then you ain't got no mask on. You sweaty. You probably drunk. And then you sneezing. And then he looked at me. That's what was funny. He looking at me, looking at him. And he looking at me pulling my mask up. So I was like, let me go and get up out of here. But it was cool. Um, I think I met all the black girls And I was good Val wasn't black But she was with the black girls um, And I'm not Not that I'm that way But I'm telling y'all I, I, There's a time limit And it's not me that says it It's my body It's my being It's my patience It's my nervous system It's all of that That's like You know what We're not doing what we should be doing So uh, We gonna let you know That it's time to go So I go and sit in the front And I'm just observing And it's too like I think they're from the Congo, but these brothers are like smooth black, smooth black. I took a picture of them. I'll post them, post the picture on my uh, website, on uh, Instagram. Um, But I never, I could not spark up a conversation with anybody else, y'all. I just, it's not in me. Um, And anybody who, you know, knows um, anything about the anxiety that comes with being social, you just know that at a certain point, you just can't give anything else, so... Of course, people were started looking for me, and I was letting them know I'm all right. Like, don't make, an, don't make me an issue, because I'm good. As a matter of fact, I was sitting up there, and there was a bookshelf there. It was all the little necessities that I needed to cope. So there was, like, a bookshelf there, and they had this little book, this little Egyptian book that I picked up, and it had some terminology in it. So uh, I was really thankful for that, because um, I learned how to say yes, which is Iowa. Um... And I got some other things that I got in my system, but I got to go practice them first before I bring them to to y'all, because I had realized I had been pronouncing certain words the wrong way today when we went on our tour. But um, long story short, um, my roommate showed up there, and at a certain point, she was like, we need to go, because we had the tour today. So I was like, as long as we're not leaving on my account, because I'm good sitting on this couch reading this little old book, like, I'm good. Um, but right before we left, um, I went back to the back to tell everybody goodbye, and this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young man, who was from the Congo, but he was oh my god, he was like, I saw you sitting up there, and I was just wondering were you okay, and and I was like, babe, I'm all right. But he was so beautiful, I had to tell him. I was like, you're beautiful, and it wasn't. He was he. Listen, he, it was a nothing about him that stood out. It was his spirit. I mean, he was beautiful in the face and all of that, but it was this child's spirit, y'all. Oh, my God. And then he was like, my cousin is here, and he introduced me to my cousin. I was like, both of y'all are beautiful. I don't know what to even tell y'all. Y'all are just two beautiful young black people, and I have to tell you. So he was, he was yeah, he was, that was the end of my night, and it was a great way to leave, um, so me and Shari got in the car and came on back um, to the room and went to sleep and woke up and started this tour. Now, let me tell you about this tour. I'm not going to tell you like details about the tour. Other, uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you details about the tour. What I'm going to tell you about is like the overall tour. So the tour was a pretty much an all day affair where we visited. Three mosques, 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 the police museum for one of the mosques, two churches. Did we visit two churches? Yes. Two churches and one synagogue. The synagogue, which was the Jewish, is like the Jewish people of Egypt. The churches, which they call Coptic, 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 I think. Are the Egyptian Christians, and then you had uh, Islam, which was the original situation in Egypt. So the beautiful part is that we kind of started in order. So you went from Islam to Christianity to Jewish, Egyptian Jewish religion. Um. I was really only there for the, <laughs> I was really only there for the Islam part. Um, the church floor was great, but it you could literally tell the difference. Like when you go into the mosques, there is no pictures of man or animal. Like everything is built based on design and texture. Okay, so you go in these mosques and it's just, Beautiful everything from the floor to the ceiling is all about design, color texture uh print uh patterns, and that's because of that right so you're just going in there and you're not invaded by anything other than the feeling of the spaces um you the, the use of light um the use of uh there were some mosques that we went into, one mosque that we went into had, a, had an actual uh, design to where if you close all the doors and windows, the temperature stays, like it, they automatically create an environment where the temperature becomes static. And that temperature maintains the marble, the, the, the structure. And I was like, man, that's mathematics. You know what I mean? Like, that's so mathematical. I was so excited about that. I was like, damn, people are just brilliant. When you let them be, people are just brilliant. So the mosques were, you know, of course, I'm, you know, I deal with the whole idea of women not being really respected in the religion. But I do respect the religion for not being adulterous in its um, structures. And the reason I say that is because because my people were enslaved and the tour guide asked me that because when we got over to the churches um there was certain pictures that shari wanted to take that he was like y- now you queen he kept calling us queen all day long and i was like nah dog i'm good because i'm still um you know what i'm not still i am um not in favor of how Christianity was introduced to my enslaved ancestors. I'm just not in favor. And I know some of y'all are like, you got to get over that. No, I don't. I really don't. I really don't. It's uh, my life. It's how I choose to look at it. Now, do I have a relationship with God? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't have to explain that to y'all. So. Going from the mosques to the introduction of Christianity, you start seeing like when you're at the mosques. You see symbols, but they're like half moon symbols. You don't even see like the Ankh. You don't see any type of. You see it in the designs. You see a lot of like octagons, circles, but nothing in the way of a cross. Like you, I just didn't see it. Now, if it's some, I will say if somebody was like, "Well, it's right here in the design," I would say, "Okay, I agree." But I'm telling you, you don't really see it. You, whatever I'm looking at, I don't either I don't understand it, or um, it's, it's just simple design. There's no like hidden symbolism in the form of a cross. But when, they started, when we went over to the churches and they started talking about the introduction of Christianity into Egyptian life, you start seeing the cross. You start seeing the cross. You start seeing the cross, you start seeing the ankh you start seeing the cross. So, it's just it it's everywhere and you walk in and the churches were air conditioned. So there's this whole idea of I don't know. I'm going to let y'all 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 I'm going to let y'all deal with it. Um but you can you could you could just see the influence of Christianity. You could just see the influence of western culture. Um the pictures that were in there still white jesus some of them you know um you see the the mary and the child which in certain other countries is madonna it's the black madonna and the and the christ child um and see because i have studied a little bit of ancient egyptian ancient kemet um, history, and I've dabbled into books that equate the story of Jesus to cosmology, I'm just open. You know, I'm open. So seeing this influence of Christianity, and, and really being open to it, I wasn't, um, I didn't feel any kind of way, like, I didn't feel bad, I didn't feel, I actually felt pretty good about telling the tour guy, because he was like, are you Christian? At first I thought, he's going to try to convert me, I was like, man, look, but, um, you know, I told him that I left the church when I was in my 20s, um, and because I just wasn't in agreement with how Christianity was introduced to my enslaved enslaved ancestors, and we ain't been right since. I mean, I know some of y'all are like, "Nah, we good." No, we haven't been right since. Um, so, but it's it's pervasive now. Like Christianity is pervasive. So, I'm the minority, right in in this in this conversation. Um, but my whole point is, you can see it in the design. When he took us to those churches, you could just see it in the design. And, and the tour guide, you know, gave us the story of how all of, you know, how Christianity came into um, Egypt. And it was a very peaceful, very loving story. Um, it basically had to do with um, Joseph and Mary coming to Egypt with the Christ child and hiding in Egypt for a little bit. And then they went somewhere else and hid out um, until it was safe to, for Jesus to come back. Um, to his homeland Um, and that was it it was pretty much that but if you live in America and you're black and you're not Christian you tend to come across other stories you tend to come across other renditions of of that whole idea of how Christianity entered and let's not mention the Crusades Um, for those of you who are deep into history where you really learn that (laughs) and <laughs> religious persecution did exist. That people did die for the sake of... People died because... The Crusades were all about believing what I believe in or perish and die. You're either going to believe in what I believe in or there's no room for you here. So, <clears throat> do your history. Do your research. Read your books. Um, when we get to the synagogue, we could not take pictures and we could not do any filming so the jews just got it on lock so i don't know what to say about that but their building was the smallest and we learned that the synagogue that we went to actually uh in ancient egypt the christians owned the the coptic christians the egyptian christians owned the building and the jews were like what about us we need you know so they loaned the synagogue, they, it was a church at the time. They loaned the church to the Jews for 100 years. So the Jews paid in full for 100 years to operate out of this building. And then when the 100 years was up, they were like, um, no, I think I'm telling this wrong. I think I'm telling this wrong because he said they wanted the building back. So they leased it out to the Jews. I don't know. I think I'm telling it wrong, y'all. Anyway, long story short, they didn't read the fine print. So, even though the agreement was 100 years, there were no dates put in the contract. So, they never got the building back. So, the Jews on the building. All right. that's that. Um, yeah, th- th- that's right. The, the, the Coptic Egyptians wanted the building back. And they, you know, they got Jude. I hate to say that, but that's just what that—that's what that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, bad juju. So, um, but the building was beautiful. Um, there were parts of it that I wish I could have took pictures of, but it was the smallest of all of the buildings that we went and saw today. Um, now. This tour was like a six, seven, eight-hour tour. It was long, y'all. And we walked, 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 and we went upstairs, and we went downstairs, and we went upstairs, and went downstairs. Our tour guide, I don't know what kind of Gatorade he was drinking, but there came a point where me and Shari just started kind of passively-aggressively talking about we were hungry. Because we had lunch included in the tour, but we had no idea where we were going to go. And we were kind of just kind of basing it off of the other tour where the guy, he was our age. He was a little bit older than us, but, you know, he was old, dude. So when it was time to eat, we all had to eat. You know, baby, if I hadn't had that Cliff Bar in my purse, would Sherry, she'd have passed out somewhere. Because she got pink on me, and she started, you know... Breathing and oh my goodness, and it's so hot, and I think I'm hungry. And I was like, Um, let me pull out this cliff bar. So I had a cliff bar in my purse, so we split the cliff bar, and I think that just opened her up because I had the cliff bar and I had water. And I was like, We gotta be going to lunch sometime soon. But we get to the church, I mean, we get to the synagogue, and Cherry goes and buys some kind of little ice cream sweet pop and I already knew it if I had she'd have told me she was going about it I'd have been like no you need to get something that doesn't have a lot of sugar in it because you're you're already kind of dehydrated and you're hungry and that sugar a lot of times you can eat sugar when you're hungry and it'll give you a headache well anyway she I don't know what that was it was like a push-up pop or something so she eats it and we go down here from there we get in the car and she's She's whipped. Not only is she whipped, she's 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 delirious. She's tired, she's delirious, and she's tired, and she's pink. <laughs> and I'm like, Are you okay? And she's like, Yes, I just I, I I just need to eat. I just need to eat. So we finally get to the restaurant, and by the time we get to the restaurant, she can't even eat. She's just <laughs> she can't even enjoy the meal. And I'm just looking at her like, okay, you know. And I did make a joke. I was like, "You gotta pray when you when you in desperate times, girl. You gotta pray. You gotta pray for the strength." Nobody laughed though, so I let it, I let that joke go. Um, but we went to this restaurant where we had grilled chicken, um, rice, Egyptian salad, which is basically and my mom used to make these all the time. Where it's just cucumber, onion, and tomato, and then you put a little vinegar on it. Um, we had spicy tomatoes. And a... It was like a hummus, but it wasn't. I can't remember the name of it. But it was like a spicy hummus. Pita bread, or what looked to be pita bread, unleavened bread. And mint. Mint. Oh, what was that drink? It was like a... Mint and lemon. Lemon and mint drink. It wasn't like a lemonade. It was lemon and mint. It was good. I had two um so we ate I recharged my phone got to know the tour guide a a little bit better now this is the hustle because I done been on two tours and the same thing has happened you get on these tours and if it's a private tour at some point the tour guide will say oh yeah if there's anything else you need you know feel free to call me and they put their little number in your phone and and they do all of this stuff and they go I'd be happy to help you and we're gonna t- I'm going to take you to some other places where you can afford, you know, to buy you some stuff. It was the same thing we did with the other tour guide. And once again, I still was like, my money is short right now. Like, we haven't started getting paid yet. So, I'm just not trying to be out in these streets. But I'm realizing it's a hustle because he took us to a papyrus place that was right up the street from the other papyrus place. And it's the same hustle. The glow in the dark, the stuff that I was excited about before, Shari was still excited. She was like, "Oh my god, we're going to go into the private room again. Are you coming, Kamika?" I was like, "Hell no, I ain't going. I'm going to go sit over here on this couch cuz I'm not trying to be convinced. I'm not trying to haggle with nobody about some, you know, I when when I get situated, I'll come back. How about that? How about we talk about that? But these Egyptians, y'all, they're ruthless because they it's just they gone. You know, I can't even say it. I cannot even say it. They just gone. Like, they've been colonized for so long that now they don't even remember. They're regurgitating these stories, y'all. They're literally just regurgitating them. They have no idea. We could probably... uh, uh, A well-informed black American... Could probably come over here and educate the Egyptians on ancient Egyptian culture for real, for real, like for real for real, and the sooner you realize that, the easier it is to be here um, as a as a resident for me um, i'm just glad i i I peep game game peep game peeps game right so um, they're just gone. They're gone, and the the Cairo, Egypt, all of this, is just under reconstruction now. One of the things that is in a lot of the pictures that I show is these abandoned buildings or these buildings that are being knocked down. So what's happening right now is the capital of Cairo is being rebuilt. And they are rebuilding other areas of Cairo. They're moving all of that out because the city is so congested. So they're creating all of these little Cairo's, these little capitals, and they're gonna move the residents into these places. So it's just under construction. And one of the things Shari said was, I wonder why they just can't get the infrastructure down. And I was, I hate when people. You know what? I don't hate it. She just don't know. She's she's I don't know, but I basically had to say to her, Egypt is a war-torn country and it has been war-torn for centuries and centuries and centuries. And when your homeland is um has a ritual almost of being under attack or being at war, you never get comfortable. You never get comfortable. And you have all of these men rulers who are not only rulers, but they're dictators to a certain extent, and they're warmongers. So you have the bombings, you have people being killed senselessly, and you never get comfortable. See, our problem is that America has never been overthrown. Let me say that again. America has never been overthrown. The only thing that's been overthrown in America... Are the people the immigrants the people of color and culture the children and to an extent the women but the land has never been overthrown we've never had somebody come over attack us and take over right so it's and but shari is from Great Britain you know so Great Britain is one of those structures too, one of those structures one of those systems too that has always been the aggressor and never technically been overthrown okay so when you get into this history and I don't know I'm learning the, the the beautiful part for me is that I'm learning about the other side of history today I heard Rome I heard Greece I heard France and this is the kind of stuff that for me living in Texas you don't really you don't really get exposed to if you don't become a major in it in in college like you really don't start getting into world history um until you get to college and if you know I just didn't you know I'm sure there are high schools um that do introduce students to world history I was not one of them so I'm learning and the majority of my knowledge is very limited when when you start talking about details and specifics but I do know generally you know I know that Egypt I don't know we just never uh, it's just been colonized y'all it's been colonized before we were ever enslaved it was colonized before we were ever enslaved Egypt never stood a chance like it never stood a chance, and I do believe there's gonna come a day if we're not careful that the pyramids you won't even be able to see them if you're not if you don't go into the the gated area where where they are. Now there's a part of me that's like, no, they got they gotta have them pyramids out because it's 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 commerce, it's it's the economy, it's probably the economy that drives Cairo and Egypt and the land itself. But when I was there, they were already. Uh, building structures within the uh, gated area to where you just there were certain things you you're just not gonna be able to see at a certain point and it's disturbing because it's like watching a lost it's like watching a lost city sometimes um, and these people are spitting out information that the government has approved So everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid around here. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. So when you come to Egypt and you go see the pyramids, um, if you don't have this other information in you, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. And you won't have the experience I'm having because you'll be a tourist. But for people like me who've been exposed to other information... And who pretty much will question everything, who pretty much will seek out other information. Um, it gives me a lot to think about in the way of world history and, and domination and, and, you know, race relations and all of these things that people create in order to control other people. Um, but I will say this. I'm starting to love Egypt in that way because I have hope, y'all. I have so much hope about us finally connecting ourselves to ourselves. Because as much as this place is colonized, you cannot deny that ancient history. You can't deny it. You cannot deny ancient Kemet. You can't deny it. You can't deny Osiris. You can't deny Heteru. You can't deny any of that, so it gives me hope, and I can't wait to visit Sub-Saharan Africa so I can start like looking into the the Yoruba tradition and those stories because all of this is stories, y'all. This is all made up. It's all made up. It's all made up. Um, so um, that was my day to day. They took us to the papyrus place. I saw a man do. What a woman had done the week before, making the papyrus plant, telling us that the, ray, the the top of the the plant looks like the rays of the sun. So it's, you know, they think about amun Ra and how the stem is shaped like a pyramid at the bottom. He did the whole, it was the same thing. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to play with y'all. But Shari drank that Kool-Aid. She went and she bought her some papyrus pieces today and I'm proud of her. Uh, because she's been trying to get stuff from these um, street vendors. And, you know, she's been trying to get stuff cheap. And I just don't do it. I, I really don't. Uh, I I look for a good price, but I don't do cheap. And every time we go into these stores, I always pick, like, this expensive shit. That they be like, oh, that's going to run you, like, 7000 Egyptian dollars. And I'm like, I knew it. I don't got it. I'll see y'all when I get it. But that's on seven thousand is really like four hundred and fifty bucks in American cash, so it's not that much. Um, I also learned that if you see a Louis Vuitton bag in uh, in my part of Egypt, it's probably a knockoff. And I'm like, where do they get the knockoffs? And she was like, they just make them. <laughs> One of my coworkers, I was like, girl, where are they making fake Louis Vuitton bags in Egypt? That's hilarious to me. Um, so that's pretty much it. I am tired, though. I'm so tired. Like, I literally know I, I've, I've walked off some like straight up hips, and and thigh meat. I know I have. Um, but I'll tell you this: I had a I had one of them stress headaches when I got home, and I pulled out my mint. I boiled some water, put the mint drops in there, and inhaled that mint, and my headache is gone. So the oils work. At least my mint oil works. Like my headache is gone. I can't. I can't believe it. Um, but I'm sleepy, and my hips are tired. My legs are tired. We've been taking shoes off all day and putting them back on because of you know going into the mosques. Um, he showed us how to pray today. Well, he sh- he gave us an ex- he gave us a uh, he showed us how to pray. That's not right because I don't want y'all to think I'm over here getting converted. He uh, explained the prayer. He explained, you know, the cleansing of the body before you um, enter into a certain mosques. The alabaster mosque was great, it was an all white mosque. And he said there's a blue mosque uh, somewhere else on the, on, in the land of Egypt. Um, I'm not going nowhere next weekend. Um, I've been doing pretty good with my focus, but this, I did something. For the last three days, I've been out of this apartment, and I'm over it. I'm over it, Um and I feel kind of crazy because Amanda was like, yeah, um, there's a hiking group called Hush, and they're meeting Friday, and she was like, we'll do that Friday. I was like, I ain't going to be able to do it. I got to stay in the house. It's time for me to stay in the house and <laughs> stay in the house. <laughs> This laugh, that's like delirium. That's straight up delirium. And I can't go to sleep right now because my clothes are in the dryer downstairs. So, um, that's that. Day 18, we we in this thing. If I get to day 21, then we, it's a ritual. It's a go. My plane ticket to come home is set for September 11th. And that's if anything goes wrong. They had already bought me a plane ticket. So the goal is to get past September 11th. Um, And I think I'm going to do it because I'm, uh, you know, I done made my bed. So I'm lying in it. Um, I miss. What do I miss? Do I miss anything? I could hug my mama's neck. I really could hug my daddy's neck. I could hug my brother's. I never thought I would think about hugging my, my people. And I'm the hugger in the family. Like, they know me. I'm going to grab you and pull you on in. Um, And I miss being able to do that with my mom and my dad. Um, Do I miss anything else? Not really. Not really. I can't even tell y'all how much of a conscious decision this was uh, for me to be here. And I hope that. Uh, I'm able to give y'all a perspective that you wouldn't otherwise have. I know some of y'all are like, Nah, I want you to tell me about this, but a lot of the stuff you can get it anywhere. You can, you can get it anywhere. I just want to inspire y'all to get out of your shells and travel, and and have a full experience. Don't just do the popular stuff. Have a full experience if you can. I mean, you got to be safe, of course. However, I need you know I don't need y'all to, but it would be nice for more black people and their children, specifically the children, to get into the world. Quit taking your kids to Disneyland. <laughs> get them a passport. That, that would be a lot more to your advantage. Get your baby a passport. Get your baby a passport. Get your babies passports and get them out of that country and let them visit the world. Um, that is my that's what I'm on right now that's what I'm on they need to be speaking different languages De- stop depending on the education system to give your children what they need as an educator I feel fully competent in, and confident in saying that okay even if you get them a tutor a Spanish tutor there's no reason children in Texas shouldn't be speaking English and Spanish. But they're being denied and they're being forced. The tongue is being forced out of its its natural language. So yeah. You got grandbabies. When they come over to your house, y'all need to be learning sentences. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Because you will come over to a country and you'll feel so out of place you feel so out of the loop. Most of the people that I'm meeting, they're not first-time teachers at all. Even the black girls I met last night, they done been to Morocco, Kenya. They teaching all over the world. There's actually, like, people who literally are like, yeah, I just teach over all over the world. Yeah, I was in Scandinavia, and yeah, I taught in Spain. <laughs> and I'm over here like, mm, I'm 50, and this is my first time out of the country. And that's on me but I'm here to bring the word to say here's what we probably need to start doing and you can heed it or not I don't care I really don't but it's on my heart and mind to say it if you can do something about it do it if a child is within arm's reach of you Help them learn some, some words that are in another language. All right. I'm officially uh, cooked. So I'm going to go get my clothes out this dryer and shut it down. Tomorrow is my, my day at work. It's Sunday. Enjoy your day at church. Enjoy, enjoy your day of holy worship. Peace out. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be God. I'll see y'all tomorrow.